Daphne. Welcome to She's No Guru. I am, I, I don't even know, like, if there are the words to introduce this woman. I'd like, I don't know if my words will do her justice. I, all this episode justice. This is such an important, sacred episode for me because this is such an important woman to me. Um, and out of my whole life's journey, the most pivotal, like, groundbreaking breakthrough moments were through this woman. And um, I can't wait for you guys to meet her and just hear her heart and hear her wisdom, hear her story, hear her journey, and get to experience what I got to experience when I first met her and continue to experience from her each time I meet her. Um, I'm just, yeah, I'm so excited. So, Jilly Stephanie, welcome. Thank you. Thank you, Claudia. And uh, I am so excited, you know. So I'm going to do a little bit of this as well. Yeah. um, Because um, I know that uh, this is this is your dream. uh, And I know that, uh, you know, starting uh, your dream, the first step uh, and the first few years of those steps is, um, you know, going to be very intense. But I'm so excited for you that you are here. You're already doing this. Uh, all the words, all the vision that you had is now, you know, kind of coming true. So, 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 so excited to be here. And especially with you, because I love to talk to you. I first met Daphne. I call her Daphne. When I was in, probably without knowing, one of the toughest most difficult times in my life where my self-esteem was the lowest where I I was probably the most messed up I would say (laughs) and the most lost but I just didn't know it and we were brought together because I was working for my church at the time and I was working um, in the admin department on reception and I guess without realising I was walking around with a big grey cloud over my head because a few of the people that I worked with said to me we think you need therapy and at first I was like I don't need therapy I'm fine what you want about like you know don't be ridiculous but they were very persistent in the fact that you know they just knew something wasn't right with me the way I was communicating the way I was looking I mean I was going into work like obviously looking like a wreck without realising it. So they persisted and persisted, and I had so many reservations about therapy. Um, But in the end, I just thought, you know what, okay, I'm in a low place. I don't really know why. Maybe I'll just give it a go, and we'll see. So they fast-tracked me, and I'm so grateful to my church for this. Like, you know, honestly, it was life-changing stuff for me. And I, I started having therapy, and entered this amazing woman here, Daphne. Um, they, it was quite funny the way they paired us up together because they tried to pair me with about three or four different therapists, didn't they? And for some reason, the therapist would say no. Like one said no, the other dropped out. The other, the form didn't go through properly. It was like so three different therapists. It didn't happen with. And I remember thinking, what is going on? This is not smooth at all. But then as soon as we met and started having our sessions together, when I look back now, it was like meant to be. All those things were meant to happen because you were supposed to be my therapist. I am so sure of that. So that is how I first met Daphne. Um, Why don't you give your take on how we first met? And give us the run-up to what you were doing at the church at Renewal at the time and how it came about for you. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you were ab- you're absolutely right, you know. I think uh, um, we were meant to be, mm-hmm. you know, in that therapeutic space together, you know. Um, and I think for me as well, it was very quite early days of my uh, just finishing up my, uh, you know, level five and uh, uh, being like a professional therapist. So it was quite new to me as well. Uh, 
and uh, i think for me i had a passion for young adults and i think that comes from my own personal experience uh, because if i look back in my life the 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 most difficult and lost and confused time of my life was maybe during that period mm. and uh, and i think that is the time when my self esteem took a, a bottom hit mm-hmm. right so i always you know have that 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 um kind of hot connection with young adults mm-hmm. you know sort of you know i wish that um they have the right people around them um they can go to someone when they are facing a challenge or there is a confusion or there is a um, feeling of Uh, being lonely of of or being lost you know mm. so i always had that um, you know earning in my heart for young adults i think you were my first you know uh, young adult um, you know client at oh, that so time I didn't know that. yeah oh, and wow. yeah and and i'm so so glad that you were you know you know kind of came to me right um so i think the, the the things that we discussed and the things that we touched upon you know um um especially most of them you know to do with self love uh, self acceptance mm-hmm. and of course the self esteem mm-hmm. part right you mm-hmm. know so it had a lot of resonating factors with my own experience uh but the 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 wonderful part about uh, you know this experience was with you was that you were much smarter you know and um, you kind of had that thirst and that passion for yourself in that mm-hmm. so it was not just me you know trying to you know help you but you helped me as well wow. in that and uh, and and that gave me confidence you know mm-hmm. i i always believe you know i don't uh, think therapy is one sided Mm. that there is a therapist who knows everything uh, they kind of know how to handle their emotions they have this high self esteem because they are helping someone else mm. i don't think that's the that's the truth you know um, at least personally for me that's not how it works you know so i am quite vulnerable and i'm still working uh, on my self esteem and there are moments where you know um, volcanic moments i have where i think oh my god i i i'm i think i'm a counselor and a therapist but even i can go to this level mm. of emotional dips you know so it was a very you know um two ended sort of therapeutic relationship it, it was so meant to be the whole just how we were brought together it was so meant to be and like like now i look back you were the perfect person that I could have been put with like you were exactly what I needed. Um I, I like and we're going to go into like the ins and outs of the therapy and stuff. But so I would say it was what probably about 5 years ago. Yeah. Was that? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's so feels like so long ago about 5 years ago now. Um and like I said at the time I I didn't know why I needed therapy. I didn't know what I needed therapy thought for. I was like in a relationship that now I look back was very toxic. I was arguing and all the time. My relationship with my family, my relationship with alcohol, even my relationship with food, everything about my life was toxic and I just didn't know it at the time. And it was almost like and this is what I want to say for anyone watching. You don't necessarily need to know a reason for having therapy and you de- you don't need to know why, but like therapy is for everyone and sometimes through having therapy it's revealed what you need to change in your life and what you need to adjust and that's what happened for me and i think when i came to you i i came with a lot of stuff and i didn't really know i didn't know how to do any sort of introspection any sort of um any sort of self esteem work nothing I, literally i like I'd never been taught that. I'd never been taught positive self-talk. I'd never been taught I didn't know what was toxic and what wasn't because how could you if you hadn't been taught? So I would say that you were probably the first person in my life 
that like showed me these things and taught me all about that stuff. Um, so you could say this lit woman is the reason why I've gotten into what I want to do now because I never didn't even know it existed before I met you. You were the first person I met that showed me and pointed me towards the real God, which is the a loving, unconditional, pure bliss, ecstasy and love and a loving father and a loving God. Whatever label you want to put on it, God, universe, mother earth, like everyone has their own higher power. I've always called God, God. Um, and I've always tapped more into the masculine energy of God and seen him as a father because I think that is the most relevant for me especially because a lot of my issues came from the absence of earthly fathers so for me I get a lot of strength like seeing God as a father figure but there's a lot of obviously people have mixed opinions on God and a lot of the God that is preached that I have come across is a fear-based God I would really like to pick your brains on your relationship with God just purely because it completely changed my whole concept of who God is. And I think there are so many people out there that don't have that relationship with God because they still, that because of the fear-based God that's preached. Tell us about your relationship with God, whether it's a father-daughter aspect, whether, like, paint the picture for us of okay. what that means for you. Okay. Um... Yeah, my relationship with God is, um, it, it's beyond words, you know. So I, I don't know if I can really, you know, express it through words, uh, but I'll give it a go, right, you know. Um, yeah, I mean, being with God for me is probably I would call the most safe space or the space I am meant to be. And the space where I can be my true self, right? Nowhere else, nowhere else, right? I don't know, universe or space or whatever we call it, earth, whatever. I don't feel that. Not even in my own skin. I, I grew up in a family that probably we call today as a broken family. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, um, you know, my mom had... Um, her challenges in life. So she was suffering from PTSD. Uh, my dad had his business challenges, so he was not physically present. So I had parents. Uh, my dad wasn't physically present and my mom wasn't emotionally present. Right? Um, so I grew up in, 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 in that family. Of course I was loved. It doesn't mean I was not loved. They did give me love. But that attention that probably every child or even the child within you, even when you are an adult, is mm. earning for, we all earn for that. Mm. Right? We all seek attention. Mm. You know, that's the biggest, biggest need for humanity. Mm. Right? So that is something that I didn't feel that I got both from a physical and an emotional aspect. So, um, so, and that's when I kind of turned to God, right? Because, of course, my mom was a, you know, very, very religious perso person, you know. Um, every week, Sunday, even if the world is upside down, you have to be in church, sort of, uh, you know. So I, I grew up in a very, very strong Pentecostal, uh, you know, environment. Um, but even though I was in that environment... And it was, like you said, in more of fear-based, right? You know, fear-based, judgment-based um, setup. Mm. You know, not all. Strict, I mean, yeah, very yes, strict. Very strict, yeah. So, but I'm not generalizing, you know. There were beautiful, positive aspects of it. But there was definitely the fear and judgment. And But I think for me, what stood out was this love. Right? And... I used to have so much questions. So when it comes to love, love is a very, very generalized topic, right? We say, I love ice cream. I love someone. So the love is being now used in so many different contexts that we, we don't know what real love is, right? Yeah, right? So we, do, we don't even know what we mean by that word and what it means to 
us mm. to me or mm. to you right you know so we we, don't, we just use that in a very generalized way right but i think for me that love was the biggest thing because for me as a child i thought can someone really love me that much because i wasn't getting that attention from my own parents and of course as a child i am interpreting that lack of attention as lack of love right so as a child i'm confused okay there is some love but there is also uh, there is no love so I, i i was a very confused child right but when the message was okay god loves you and he loves you unconditionally and I, i i couldn't get my head around it right and i'm sure many people will agree That's with this like, that was like me though yeah. when you used to st- like mm? i remember so many times i said to you it, no i just can't i can't comprehend that mm-hmm. but because and and so many people can't like and you used to say to me no no unconditional love and i used to go yes but and you always used to go no but unconditional no matter what you are loved and i was like yeah but if i don't do this or yeah but if i wear this or yeah but if i do this or say this and you just kept bringing me back to unconditional and it took me so long to get my head around it and so many other people are probably in that place now of they just can't even fathom it but sometimes you need people to just help and guide you back to that place which is what you were for me so how did you come about the how did you come to the place where you could make peace with the fact with that then okay unconditional yeah. love yeah yeah so initially there was a lot of lot of questioning right so what is love what what did you mean so and i see these conversations between me and god it was all happening when i was a child right five four years five years six years i don't know until 15 years you know because i grew up as a as a child who felt very lonely so i used to have loads and loads of time just being sitting there and doing nothing so what i started to do is i started to develop this relationship with god right those time times of being lonely are today if i look back been my foundation in that relationship with god and i'm so glad that it happened right you know like how we say you know the even the 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 hurtful experiences and trauma and everything that we go through it can become our building blocks right and they were all part of my building blocks of my life you know and i so i started to develop a relationship with god literally a relationship so it it was not superficial right so i used to have a real proper conversation with them so i used to ask him questions like what did you mean by unconditional what if i was naughty what if i didn't go to church what if uh, i was mean to someone you know what if i didn't like a teacher or what if even i didn't like my mom <laughs> i wanted to uh, you know talk back to her which means i'm not being obedient so will you still like me i asked every question possible to him it's almost like you and i think that's why they call it born again because you mm. almost like you discover this relationship with god and then it's almost like you have to go through a childhood again where you instead of asking your parents you then start to ask god who becomes your parent well what if i do this or what if i say this or and it's almost like he breaks you down and rebuilds you and bring raises you again it's like a rebirth but a continuous rebirth and it's almost like you do go to him like a child okay well i won't ask my earthly parents because as much as i love them they're faulty and you know they're humans as well i'm going to go to the source and i'm going to ask i'm going to ask for myself in this way and it is like you become a child again isn't it absolutely absolutely so and and i got that from god interestingly i don't know how to describe this so every time i ask a question so let's say i have a question like i remember once uh, you know um you know i was very upset with the teacher you know um i think she, i don't know she said something and i was really angry and upset okay kind of i didn't like her okay um uh, but uh i was like can i say? then i then i you know kind of shared that with god i don't like her you know so can you please remove her from my class so it was an ask and then after i asked god for that and then i asked him are you going to be upset with me now 
because you know christians are meant to be loving so i may be i may not being loving here so is that a crime are you going to be upset with me what is going to happen you know so all these questions i present right and then i wait for an answer right and i also had a habit when i was a child you know i used to write letters to god right literally write a proper letter to god and and kind of fold it and put it so i had a god letter box in which i would put and i would wait for an answer and interestingly every question i asked was answered in some way so when i prayed for that teacher to leave the teacher actually left really yeah she left you know and uh, so she, she, so she left i think she got married or something you know i i don't remember exactly but she left and uh, and <clears throat> and then i i didn't feel like god was upset with me right and i kind of got it was like a reward for me so then i thought okay actually i can share so i i started to learn i can share with god even when i don't like someone not just the good stuff with him but i can share all even my bad stuff you know my my thoughts which i wouldn't want to express probably in a church or a christian environment or with people i think oh my god you know even if probably i would tell my parents my mom you shouldn't be thinking like that mm-hmm. you shouldn't pray for someone to be removed no that's not good right you know but what i learned and how that experience with god changed for me was i was able to be myself i had no idea that 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 was your childhood yeah yeah it it was but now when i look back it's very empowering mm. maybe if you would have you know if if i would have had this conversation with you maybe i don't know 10 years back or 15 years back it would have been a very painful you know i i would have really you know cried and you know it would have been very different mm. but now it has it's become a very empowering experience it's, for me but it's it's almost like when you look back mm. to the dark the harder times are a blessing yeah. because it's through those moments mm. that you learn the most and you get stronger and you grow the most so like now you probably look back and you're like yeah but if it wasn't for that childhood i wouldn't have had that time to build that relationship with god which has led me to where i am now so it's like nothing's wasted not not at all not i am so glad it happened mm. i remember I, i thanked my when i understood this that that time is what had given me that space to have that relationship with god if i had more time to play maybe i would have played if i had more time where my parents were very attentive to me took me for holidays took me maybe i would have enjoyed that mm. but i would have missed that relationship with god which is absolute absolute foundation for mm. me in my life so i i don't feel lonely at all mm. i enjoy my company because i know god is there with me and and that has empowered me in many different ways you know so even you, you know how death is a a concept which is not really uh you know kind of you know seen in a, in a, in a, you know not as as seen as the birth right birth mm. is like oh wow birth to be celebrated but death to be mourned i see death as a celebration i can't wait not in a morbid way yeah. but in a way that's like uh, get getting to go home and be back at one with the universe yeah. and go back to unconditional love and bliss death is not to be feared death is a beautiful thing like but but again that's not preached enough so every time i say that to people they think i'm a weirdo <laughs> they're like right okay but you have a similar outlook don't you yeah death yeah, is yeah 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 it's it's good to be weird you know i really st- i yeah you know i remember when my son was like really little and he used to tell mommy you are weird initially i'm like no i'm not later then i thought actually yeah i am mm. and then i started to like that i thought okay because that means i'm different yeah i look at things different i have different perspective to like that's great mm. that's a strength we need in this world mm. you know because 
generally it's very easy to go with the same outlook and the same perception mm. we need creativity but this is why this is why it's so important guys it's so important to find your team to find your people to surround yourself with the right people that celebrate your weirdness because i remember when like i before i really did the inner work and sort of let's be honest cut people out of my life I just used to be pulled, be swayed. I didn't really have that introspective period of who do I want in my life? There'd be times where I would be myself or I'd go into my higher self and I'd let this these parts of me show. And some people would be like, that's weird. Why are you doing that? Or why are you wearing that? Or why are you speaking like that? Or why are you doing that with your hands? Or why are you eating like that? And it's almost like, the best parts of me, the most real parts of me that were coming from my higher self, it was almost like you're taught to not express those parts of yourself because people want you to fit in with society and conform. And we're taught from a young age to deny those beautiful parts of ourselves. But then when I met Daphne and your family, and it was a whole new environment for me, it was literally like I was plucked out and obviously our uh, our relationship basically developed after our sessions we kept in touch because we just loved each other and we wanted to keep each other in each other's lives and I met your family and I remember every time I showed those weird parts of me you guys would celebrate it you'd be like that's fantastic Claudia that's amazing Claudia or eat like eat with your hands Claudia or wear what you want Claudia and be comfortable and like you you embraced and celebrated the parts of me that others had tried to make me feel ashamed for. And you were the first family, I would say, for me, that celebrated my weirdness. So I just wanted to put that in there because, like, there are people out there that are going to love you for you and that are going to celebrate your weirdness. Like, find them. And if you don't know how to, ask God and he will lead you to them and he will guide you to them like he did for me and you guys. And then from that, you'll meet more and more people and you'll just, you'll end up where you're supposed to be and who you're supposed to be around. Um, sorry, went off on a tangent then, but the weirdness thing mm. is, a, is an important thing. It should be celebrated. Yeah, yeah. Actually, the word weird... Um, you know, I, I started to celebrate that word because what it actually means is it's that you're unique. Mm. Yeah. And I think for me, in my, in my journey with God and with, in my journey with myself, um, what I learned is that the biggest, biggest hurt we can do to ourselves, okay? Or the biggest hurt that we can give to ourselves is living a life without embracing who you are. That was powerful. Yeah. Yeah. And and believe me, when 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 I am living a life that is not who I am, I am going to suffer. Because I'm not in align with my own life energy or life purpose. Es your essence. Yes. Or my life meaning. Or why am I even here? Why, why was I created? Wow. Right? So kind of embracing that uniqueness is so important, so important to each, each one of you and for me as well, right? That's something I really, really learned along my journey, right? And so when I learned that and I thought, oh my God, everything that I think or I thought or my weakness, or my weirdness, or my, oh my God, I'm different, I'm not fitting in, I'm not 
belonging somewhere is actually my uniqueness mm. i i was meant to have it because there is a reason and purpose behind all of this mm. and you know so so the first part is being coming to that awareness of understanding that i am unique yes there are certain things that we will conform you know as a society but not at the cost of sacrificing your uniqueness mm. not at the cost of not living your life by your terms because this is what is for me true salvation mm. right because otherwise i if i live by the terms of others if i live my life how other people would like me to right and i'm not free mm. i am i am a slave right you know so there is no free um freedom to me so god created humans and the best thing or the the most um you know um unique thing about humans is we have free will mm. but if we are not using that free will and living by the terms of others or the terms of the culture or the terms of the society or the terms of the family or the terms of the religion then then i'm completely giving my basic freedom yeah which means i am living in bondage i am living i'm living a slave life then what's the point it's a waste of a life absolutely absolutely yeah Yeah. So that's why it's important as well to be around other people that are also living their truth and encouraging mm. you mm. to live yours. And that kind of takes back to the where we started I think, you know. That's why asking for help. So is yeah, to be fair, I've taken you off on so many tangents. <laughs> so is this why you got into therapy then? Because you wanted to be that person for people so they didn't have to go through the experience on their own. Yes, absolutely. And you know what? It's such a great liberating empowering. I don't know how to you know, I I think I'm just where I should be. I I'm you know, I th- I think that is my my meaning and my purpose and you know, oh, like sort of. And thank seriously, thank God. I've never like I I'm still working on the whole gratitude journey. I've never been grateful so grateful for someone else's journey so much because you literally it was life changing what you did for me the therapy the sessions that we had you were not only my therapist like and I still always say it now you are my spiritual mom like literally when I meet anyone and they ask about my family I'm like I have my mom and I have my spiritual mom and like it was so it was just so meant to be like like my mom I absolutely adore her and she she she's given me so many things and she's brought me up in incredible ways but it was like you brought me up in a very different way and it was like it was so meant to be you gave so much to my life that was missing and um and one thing that I would like to discuss for a little bit now is I want to go into the self esteem thing a bit more because throughout the the sessions like i said i had a lot of baggage like you can say about 10 bin bags full of crap that i brought to therapy and i was like hey i don't know why i've got these i don't know why i do things this way i don't know why i feel this way i don't know why i'm such a toxic person and then the more and more like and this is what therapy is you would help me open each bag and just take each bit out right let's look at this let's look at this okay we'll leave that for this week now this week let's and you had a beautiful skilled way of helping me go through my crap basically <laughs> and we discovered together and you helped me discover that the reason i had all this baggage and these bin bags full of crap was because i had very low self esteem and i was like me no i don't and it was like actually that you've got all of this and you're attracting all of this stuff into your life because you don't think enough of yourself. And you were the first guide that was sent into my life 
that helped me reveal that. And my life has literally been forever changed. And now that's why I want to do what I want to do is because I want to lead people to that moment for themselves as well. So it's a very big topic to discuss, I guess, but our sessions, I would say, then became centered around self-esteem. So let's first, I suppose my first question, what do I want it to be? Let me make it a good one. How does a person know or come to the realization that they've got bad self-esteem? Um, yeah, that, that's, I think that's the most important question about self-esteem. Because unless we know that, okay, I do have low self-esteem, then there's no, nothing that can be done about it, right? So first is getting to know that, right? And awareness, right? So aware, so for me, you know, because I'm a counselor and we, uh, you know, I work with different clients from different, with different type of issues and uh, backgrounds and all, right? So a lot of my work is around bringing that awareness. Once we hit that place of that awareness, then it's a very, okay, uh, oh, now I know, I can see it. Then I want to do something about that. That willingness and that wantingness will automatically come, right? And then it's all about practicality and practicing. And, but that real awareness is the, the gem of this journey, I would say, right? Um, but coming to that place of awareness itself, in itself, is a journey, right? So coming from a place of sort of ignorance where... I have no idea why my life is like this. I have no idea why do I always have relationship issues with me, you know? Uh, why does it my, uh, my relationships never work for me? Or um, why am I not able to be confident in what I'm good at actually, right? So all these questions can be lying, you know? Or why is my why am I not able to do something about my health? You know, so all these these are all like very practical questions, but they all kind of lead to that one place, right? You know, so if you if you look at everything, it all will lead to the self-esteem. Interestingly, you know, almost almost every problem in our life mm. will be gone if we can focus on our self-esteem, right? But interestingly, it's not that easy to become aware of the self-esteem. And I'll tell you why, okay? Maybe this is something that you may hear this for the first time because the world doesn't want you to have self-esteem. They don't want you to have high self-esteem. Right? No, they don't. Because it's easier to control people with low self-esteem. Say that again for the people in the back. That is so true. Yeah. Oh, why? Absolutely. Because people with low self-esteem kind of become powerless because they don't know their power. They haven't yet identified that power. <laughs> I'm getting really emotional, sorry. So true. Yeah. So every every conformity that the society, the culture, the religion has based on each of us is encouraging you to have low self-esteem. Mm. Because it's easier. It's easier for people to control you to put you down, to make you to do what they want you to do. Yeah. It's easier for them to, it's easier for them to control a mass of sheep than it is for them to control a mass of spiritually awakened, powerful, 
loving, strong beings. How can you control that? You can't. So it's like, let's do everything we can to brainwash and manipulate people to thinking that they're not good enough and thinking that they're small so that we can control them. And that is what it is. And it's like, let's do everything we can to take power from the people. Absolutely. It's, it's absolutely. Absolutely. And it's not done, done in a very straightforward way. So okay, nobody's going to come to you and say, oh, you know what? I don't want you to be powerful. You know, I'm going to take that power away from you. Nobody's going to come, come and do that straight. Okay, it's done in a very smart way. It's done in a way that you don't even realize it's done to you. Yeah? So you, you have no idea that you have self, low self-esteem. So this is one side of the picture, right? The other side of the picture, so I'm not just putting the blame on one side, okay? I'm, I always look at it from different angles, okay? The other side of the picture is people enjoy having low self-esteem, right? With low self-esteem, you become vulnerable, you become powerless, you become helpless, right? And the society, culture, and religion has ways to help the vulnerable. This is brilliant. I've never thought about it this way before. Yeah. yeah. Oh so you can get the attention. When someone has low self-esteem, they can easily get the, the attention they need. So it's like a victim identity. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then they feed on that because of Absolutely. the attention that they get from that. Absolutely. So there is a benefit going from both ends. Right? So the, the so so who doesn't want you to have self-esteem is benefiting because they get to get what they want. And who is having the self, low self-esteem is also benefiting because they, they think they are getting the attention and... Uh, so both they, so when when they when two people who are benefiting out of something is working to it's very hard to break that pattern so bringing awareness is not easy so how cuz and i suppose this is a, a such a controversial topic and you could debate it for hours because then it's like when you finally get the awareness of the meaning of having self-worth and good self-esteem, does that awareness come from within you or outside of you? And is it given? Because if you don't have the knowledge, how do you get that awareness? <laughs> but I suppose that's like, you just have to trust your own journey that you're going to get to that point. But for those watching this now, mm -hmm. let's say they've been led to this episode and they're listening to us and they're like, okay and they've come to that realization right now with us I need to do some more introspection I need to figure out where I'm at with my self-worth and my self-esteem what encouragement could you give them on how to start that journey of nourishing their self-esteem and how to start that journey of introspection and taking care of themselves like Claudia said you know if you think that um you are in your journey or you would like to um, get into this journey or you want to go ahead in this journey, right? There are a couple of things which I would say, okay? And the most and most and most and most important is recognizing your uniqueness. You are absolutely unique. There is no one else in this world or probably in this universe like you. And you have come here with a unique purpose and your life has a very unique meaning. Every experience in your life, whether bad, whether good, whether uh, you know, uh, empowering, whether it is, I don't know, downgrading, whatever the experience, it's very, very, very unique. Yeah. So recognize and embrace that uniqueness or at least keep that with you that okay this is unique my, my life my journey is unique keep that with you the second is do not compare one of the biggest mistakes I think we all do is 
uh, we compare. And, and I think it's kind of, uh, you know, built in into us or we kind of learned this into us. I think from very young age, from school. So even in school, if you see the grading system is okay, you know, the, the grades are comparative, right? So we kind of learn in a very, very, very young age, maybe generational, I don't know, whatever, right? Comparison, right? Your journey is yours. Your experience is yours. Your hurt is yours. Your pain is yours. And it is very unique and everything about you is significant. And that uniqueness is what is your significance. It's knowing that we are all significant. We are all unique. And from that, you're saying we can start the journey of drawing from, from knowing that we are unique and created differently. That's a good starting point. Absolutely, yeah. Embracing all parts yeah. of yourself. Yeah. That's a good, that's where you can start with yeah. the self-love. Yeah, yeah. But for that, you need to know what are those parts. Because some parts we would have, you know, you could have hidden it really, really deep. Not wanting to even know that part, you know. Yeah. Oh, I'm not that. I've done that in my life, you know. No, I'm not that. I'm, I'm a very good person. I'm a nice person. I'm a kind person. I like that part of me. I don't like that part of me where I can be nasty. Mm. Yeah, but that is also part of me. And so it's like one big treasure hunt, isn't it? Of Absolutely. discovering these different parts of yourself yes. and then learning how to love them differently. Yeah. And I suppose that's part of life, isn't it? It's part mm -hmm. of the journey. Mm -hmm. So if we... You know what? I don't want to wrap this up. I want to keep you here forever. Yeah. I could chat to this woman for, for hours because you're just a well of wisdom and it's like, you're just a oh, you're just such a blessing. But I'm definitely going to get you back on because there's so we haven't even scratched the surface. But if you, if you could leave me and any of my followers or audience or anyone watching this today with one extra gift of wisdom or advice that you could just leave us, what would it be? Yeah. Um, okay, my probably words of uh, wisdom, and, and, and when I say this, I'm also giving that gift to myself, right? Um, be the person with whom you like to spend the most of the time and or you mm. feel the safest or you love to be with them you know so be that person for yourself oh my gosh i feel like new levels unlocked what but so Whoever you like to spend the most time with and be around the most, be that person for yourself. That's incredible advice. That is so good. I've never thought that, ever. Because you do gravitate towards certain people, don't you? Because they make you feel a certain way, so be that person for yourself. Uh, yeah. Makes so much sense. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> so, so be that friend that you love the most, you know, be, if, if your mom or your dad is your, you know, strength or your pillar, be that person for you, you know, be the therapist that you like, you know, if you, if you really, you know, if someone helped you in your life and you really, really love to spend time with them and be with them, be that person for yourself. I don't want this to end, but I'm going to have to because like, We've been filming for so long. Thank you so, 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 so much for, for just being here with me, for doing this, for, like, this episode means so much to me because you do. And the things you've done for me, I cannot even put into words. And I just, yeah, we haven't even scratched the surface yet, so I'm going to make sure that we get Daphne back on. If you guys have any questions at all, please comment if you're watching this on spotify 
use the, the Q&A, use the poll, leave a comment, ask questions. If you've got any questions for Daphne, please leave them and I will get them to her and I will get a response to you. If you're watching on YouTube, hit the subscribe button, please. Um, and stay tuned to be a part of this journey. We'll do it together. Um, we'll have some future episodes with Daphne as well. Leave your comments there. Apple, just get in touch, basically. You know, I have a thousand questions still for you after having a year's worth of therapy. So you guys must be burning with questions as well. Get them across. I'll get them answered for you. And also tell us what you think. And, and yeah, we'd love to connect with you. That's the whole point of this podcast. Is there anything else you would like to say? Mm, just wanted to say a big, uh, you know, a huge thanks to you, you know, for giving this opportunity to me. And uh, I, you know, I I love chatting about, um, you know, these kind of things, and because it's so so important for our life, you know, this is the important stuff of our life: mm. knowing yourself learning about your own journey and and yeah when because when we there are some things which um even I, I i learned a lot from your questions and and that questions made me think mm. so it's good isn't it you know this i think maybe that's another thing you know like um uh you know one of the things about the self journey that i think you can do and i can do is be with someone who can ask you those questions, who can draw those answers from you. Or you be that questioner. I don't know. You know, whatever mm. it's comfortable for you. Because with questions comes answers. Mm. Yeah, so this has been an incredible experience for me as well. And thank you so much. Love to be with you. Love you. <laughs> yes. Thank you. And tune in next week. 